0: the official morning show podcast of the San Jose Sharks. I know you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, Ted, it's not the playoffs and it is most definitely not the morning. And I know, but before you call me a liar, before you just call me a thief and a scoundrel and a no good Nick, I do have good things to talk to you about today. And that would be the signing of Eric Carlson. Huge, huge, huge news for the San Jose Sharks. And I'm going to go back to the point where Eric Carlson puts out his tweet at the end of the year saying thank you to the Sharks organization and to the the fans and the people and teammates and blah, 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 blah. And we all thought, okay, well, Eric Carlson's gone. This is why it's not always good to react. Sometimes you have to be patient. What we've learned about this process is that the Sharks were perhaps patient with Eric Carlson, but more to the point, we just read way too much into that, and we read way too much into some of the rumors, and we read way too much. That's what we do, especially guys like me in the media where we just flap our heads and look to f- spill and fill airtime with anything that we can. Sometimes you have to wait. That's not as fun, but waiting turned out to be the best possible scenario for the San Jose Sharks because they landed the big fish. Now, while we don't know the exact specifics of the deal. We do know the consistent comparison has been made to the deal of Drew Dowdy and that perhaps this exceeded it. Congrats to Eric Carlson. Listen, man, drinks are on you. It's your big day, but I think you can uh, afford to buy me and my friends here on Morning Tide around. Uh, but really, just congratulations to him. He's got job security, he's got a bigger bank account. He's happy. His family's happy. Sharks fans are happy. The Bay Area is happy because there's another superstar playing here and will be for a long time. This is just a big, big day for the San Jose Sharks. And one of the things that I want to point out, to, and we're going to get to a lot that was said today during the conference call. And, oh, by the way, Eric Carlson will be joining me for an interview a little bit later in the program. Yeah, we're also going to talk to Pierre Lebrun. But one of the things that Eric Carlson said in this conference call earlier today with the National and Bay Area media was that a big part of why he signed with the San Jose Sharks is that year in, year out, the San Jose Sharks are contending for a cup. And listen, I don't want to take anything away from the Blues. I don't want to take anything away from the Bruins because they got to the cup final for you know uh, yet another time but the San Jose Sharks I do believe if they had been fully healthy and playing the way that they were able to in the middle of the season when Carlson was fully healthy and everything was clicking I think if that had been the team we had gotten throughout the entirety of the postseason we might be talking about a different outcome I don't know that the Sharks would have won it I just think we would have why would we be talking about a different outcome I'll go as far as to say that and that's not to say that the Blues don't deserve all the credit for the world or that the Bruins don't deserve all the credit in the world for advancing to another cup final. I just know that this Sharks team was banged up. But that being said, I think once again next year, we're going to be talking about this San Jose Sharks team making another deep run into the playoffs because they did it this year without a 100% healthy Eric Carlson. And listen, that could be the case for a number of players, including Carlson going forward. But they got to the conference finals with a team that was about as banged up as you could get. The only difference was that this year is that you know Joe Thornton actually had a knee out there. Otherwise, the team was beaten and battered to hell. They had been through incredibly physical series against Las Vegas, an, an exhausting series with Colorado, and then just an ultimate heavy pound. See who can win the war of attrition against St. Louis, and it took a toll, but... I think you're looking at a Sharks team that has a blend, that has the ability to play a multitude of styles, that has the ability to win in the National Hockey League. And I 100% expect that the Sharks are going to be playing deep into the playoffs next year. And I would not be surprised if they are playing in the Stanley Cup final, nor am I going to be surprised if they are hoisting Lord Stanley's Cup when all is said and done. Again, these are my takes and my takes alone. I know that, you know, the guys in the Sharks are like, well, easy, Ted. Thanks for putting pressure on us. But listen, Doug Wilson knows the message he is sending by signing Eric Carlson and bringing him back to this Sharks squad. He's telling everyone in this team, we contend for the cup. It is Stanley Cup or bust. And I know that he might not be saying that, but to me, that's the message. When you get the biggest fish, when you land the whale, you are competing for the cup. And you might not want to say it in that many words, but that's what I'm reading for this. And the Sharks have really not been exactly not clear about that for the last 20 years. This team plays to win. No, they haven't won the ultimate prize as of yet, but this team plays to win. That's what's going on with signing Eric Carlson. That's what's going on with the way they've set themselves up for the future. That is what this team does. They are designing a team that can win the Stanley Cup. And now that they've got Eric Carlson here for a number of years, they're giving themselves a number more options, a number more chances, a number more great opportunities to go deep into the Stanley Cup playoffs and win Lord Stanley's Cup. And it is huge. It's a big, big deal. And I'm excited to be talking to all of you about it today. And it's huge. It's, again, it's just huge. That's all you can come down to. Eric Carlson is one of the best players in the NHL. He is on the San Jose Sharks. He is on the San Jose Sharks for a long time. This team is going to be contending for the cup for a long time. All right, let's get into it. First, and there's a lot of stuff to get in here today, guys. There is, again, I'm buzzing right now just because it was such a huge day and these rumors were going around and I saw him out at the Warriors games and we saw the picture on social media of him going out to dinner with Doug Wilson. It's big. It's, it's huge. But, we're going to talk about the draft. We're going to talk about a number of different things that are going on with the Sharks. But first things first, we're going to get into this conference call today with Eric Carlson, with Doug Wilson, with the media. And one of the most important things that was talked about right off the bat is how this decision was made, um, how really this um, this happened, why he decided to stay in San Jose.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, again, as I said, um, they knew going in training for me that, uh, you know, I wasn't going to commit right away. And, you know, they gave me uh, the time and space, uh, you know, to, to evaluate everything. And, you know, it gave them the opportunity to show what they're all about in, in a natural way, which I think, uh, you know, I appreciated. And my family appreciated it a lot. Uh, they always stayed true to their words. And, and uh, you know, obviously as the season progressed, uh, you know we started talking a little bit more, and I think that uh you know my injury uh, kind of put a put a haul on things and and you know again, uh, I gotta thank them a lot for for letting me being able to focus on on the hockey part and you know being as good as I could possibly be uh you know for the team and I think that you know once the season was over again uh having surgery right away, they were still very respectful and didn't rush me into to anything uh you know, but again, I think that you know, this was something that I, uh, you know, was thinking about throughout the whole year and going over, but, but, uh, you know, it wasn't until the last couple of weeks that, you know, things really started to get a little bit more intense and, and you know, a little bit more serious. Uh, but, you know, from their part, from, from Hasso and, and Doug, you know, the way that they approached things and the way that they handled things, uh, you know, really lined up with, uh, you know, my values and what I thought was the right thing to do. And, and at the end of the day, Uh, You know, this process, I think, uh, couldn't have been handled, uh, you know, in any better way. So when the time came to, you know, make the ultimate decision, you know, uh, it was, uh, in my view, the right one and an easy one for me to make because, you know, we wanted to stay there.
0: And to that end, Doug Wilson talked about the process of retaining Eric Carlson.
2: Well, I think the whole process started uh, and was based on transparency and, and openness And, uh, you know, I shared with him, I I related to a little bit because I played all my career in Chicago and my wife was from Chicago and I shared that with them. But I think the uh, what I truly respect and uh, I can't say enough for both Eric and Mel um, that they shared with us up front what the process was going to be, how they wanted it to go. And we agreed with that. They needed to get time to know us and we wanted to get to know them. But the fact that they also made this decision and always shared with me, they would make this decision way ahead of July 1st means the world to us for so many things and uh, uh, getting to know them, getting to know uh, you know what his long-term goals were and what makes him a, a great hockey player, obviously, but uh, I think the process worked out the way we would want it to be treated and um, I think it ended up in a great place and I can't say enough about our ownership uh, being involved in the process too and as you always heard me say, this is a place we want players to, to want to be able to play and stay and The more they get to know about us, the better, and and we trust it in that process.
0: And like I alluded to just a few moments ago, one of the reasons Carlson is staying here is because the Sharks are in contention to hoist Lord Stanley's Cup year in, year out.
1: No, I mean, uh, San Jose has been a good team for, I don't know, 20 years or so now. I think that that shows a lot. I knew that, you know, before I came there uh so i know uh, you know they've they've had lots of success there before and they've always been a good team uh i think that obviously you know i saw a lot of things when when you, when you get to the playoffs and you go through uh you know as much adversity as i think that we did this year you can really tell a lot about a group and about an organization and i think that uh you know throughout that whole uh you know process i think that uh you know that showed me that a lot of good things And, you know, uh, you know, gave me a little bit more information about, you know, the decision that I came to uh, today to 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 stay there. So, um, yeah, I I do think that, uh, you know, looking back, uh, you know, on their part, I don't think that they could have done anything more. And by that, I mean, you know, they were just being themselves and showing, you know, uh, what they're all about and, and how things work there. And, and uh, you know, for my part, uh, you know, once I got adjusted to everything and, and kind of learned uh, everything a little bit more, I think that, uh, you know, I saw at the end of the day, you know, a lot of good things, if not all good things. And, and you know, I'm uh, extremely happy to uh, to be able to be part of that for, for the next eight years going forward.
0: And then, of course, another pertinent point is the fact that when stars come to San Jose, they stay in San Jose your ZK65 on why that is.
1: No, I mean I, I've never been anywhere else, but but you know in Ottawa and, and obviously now for the Sharks. So uh, you know that's that's all I know. Uh, all I can say is that you know I do think that as I said before, ever since uh, you know I arrived in in San Jose, uh, you know we have nothing but good things to say about about everybody. Uh, you know we think it's a great community. Uh, it's a great place. Uh, you know. Uh, people living there I mean they live there for a reason and everybody uh, loves living there so I think that that part uh, you know was great and then also you know uh, everything uh, you know in the organization and, and you know the people uh, that we work closely with uh, you know on, on a season or in the season I think uh, has been nothing but great and, and uh, you know made us feel as welcome as you we possibly can and, and I think that uh, ever since we set foot there you know we enjoyed our time there and uh, it's been a, it's been a, you know, great learning process, uh, both uh, professionally and uh, privately. So, uh, you know, that's how uh, we came to this decision that,
0: you know, we're going to be excited to, uh, to stay there for at least another eight years. And of course, all this means that the Sharks let Eric Carlson take their time. They were patient with his decision. Here's Doug Wilson on that fact.
2: Yeah, that's part of the understanding. And I also think that, uh, you know, both he and Melinda getting to know the area, knowing everything that was going to be a factor in their decision making. Ultimately, we felt comfortable enough that uh, they would get to know us as well or better than any other organization. And uh, getting to know his teammates and our staff and uh, it led us to this point.
0: And the GM also talked about where this trade and now long-term acquisition ranks in Sharks history.
2: Well, I think it's a very exciting moment. Um, you know, it's. Uh, these types of players are really rare, and even the ones you talked about. And really, the only way you can acquire them is by having an owner who's supportive and understanding, you know, to to put the best team on the ice. Um, so what you want to do is create an environment when these players come to you. And, and you're exactly right. It's not just acquiring them; it's having them want to commit and stay here. Um, because if you acquire them and they don't stay here, it actually uh, defeats the purpose. So I give everybody in our organization credit this happening it starts with our owner and always will our coaches we believe in continuity we believe in our commitment to winning but ultimately it comes down to the relationships of teammates to teammates and they know better than anybody uh, if it's an environment that they want to be in Um, I believe in players having choices um, and picking and selecting where they want to go and play I'm also extremely proud of this organization that I think um, values the things that uh, players value and um, To me, when a player like Eric Carlson makes a decision like this and he and his wife could have gone to many different places if they waited until July 1st, they wanted to be a shark. And to me, as a general manager, that means the world.
0: And speaking of Eric Carlson's wife, that actually did bring up a question of the rumors that Carlson wanted to go back to the East Coast, wanted to go somewhere closer to where his wife was from because she was homesick.
1: No, I mean, I think I got to give her a lot of credit too. Uh, you know, she knows that uh, you know this is my career, uh, and at the same time, you know it is it is a family decision. But I think that you know um, San Jose is the place that you know we're going to be extremely happy in. Uh, you know, yes, it is it's, it's far from Ottawa, uh, so I don't think that you know uh, those news had uh, you know any credibility. But uh, you know, she's extremely happy. She's extremely on board with everything, and she's been extremely supportive of me and. And, you know, she feels the same way as I do that, you know, we feel that, you know, this was the best, you know, decision we could have made, you know, wherever, you know, I think that one thing she told me too was, you know, you know, this is a hockey decision. This is what I do. This is, you know, my livelihood and, and this is, you know, something that I've been doing since I was a kid. She gave me that, you know, opportunity to choose. And again, uh, I made this decision on a hockey base and obviously at the same time, uh, you know, we are and we were extremely happy there this year and we know we're going to be extremely happy living there for, you know, another eight. So, uh, again, uh, it was my decision at the end of the day. She she gave me that uh, uh, freedom and, uh, you know, we're extremely happy, both of us, uh, you know, that we got the chance to stay in San Jose and we're proud to uh, to be, uh, you know, sharks for long term.
0: Now, of course, this is a big deal for the San Jose Sharks, and Doug Wilson was asked about what this means in terms of other free agent signings.
2: Well, I think um, you know we've never commented on, on negotiations or trade discussions or anything of that, like because every team has decisions to make this time of year. Um, but what we we will and have been continuing to be in contact with all of our potential UFAs and RFAs and the representatives and Those discussions will be ongoing, uh, but under a cap system, you're right. Choices and decisions need to be made. It's also one of the reasons why having younger players coming underneath um, is a crucial part of the business and uh, why we brought our Barracuda team out here. And we're very fortunate, I think, that uh, we've got some very good young forwards, in particular with a couple of higher-end and goalies coming that can push and compete for spots going forward. Um, That's always going to be a need under a cap system.
0: And, of course, the question was also asked to Doug Wilson, is there any concern about injury with Eric Carlson?
2: Well, I think the uh, that's the beauty and why it was so important to have the player here. We got to know him uh, not only as a person but historically. Um, you know, the medical side of it, we're extremely comfortable. Uh, he went and had something that he was trying to play through. It's fixed. It's going to be 100% uh, come September, and he's putting the work in for that. Uh, so that's, again, one of the great advantages to um, – having the knowledge as you go through a process to be making this type of decision. Um, I think it would have been more difficult for us if, um, you know, we were on the outside and never knew a player and you you have the unknown factors in this. But uh, I think this process, how we mapped it out and certainly how Eric and uh, Melinda uh, played it out probably worked to all of, our, uh, all of our best interest to be able to make a decision that we did that we want this to be long-term and we're extremely comfortable um, not only him as a hockey player uh, but also with his health and uh, and where we're at
1: and where we're going
0: and carlson did weigh in on how his rehab has been going no i'm
1: in that process right now uh it's going to be all summer long i'm going to do everything i can uh to be as, as as good as i possibly can for when the season starts and um you know so far no problem and i don't expect uh you know this to be an issue uh, starting next year um, it's going to be a lot of work but it's work that i'm going to be more than willing to put in and i've already started that so um as soon as uh, you know uh, the decision was made i was excited to to move forward and, and looking for the future so uh, i'm gonna have a great summer ahead of me and i'll be back in san jose in no time
0: All right, and we now have joining us on Morning Tide, the official talk show podcast of the San Jose Sharks, the one and only and the man of the hour, Eric Carlson, of course today uh, making the decision to re-up with the San Jose Sharks, and the terms have not yet been fully released, but we know he's going to be here for a while. Eric, first off, congratulations, man. Oh, thank you so much. Just great. I'm curious if there was a moment for you where you – felt like san jose had won you over or was it something that you weren't particularly thinking about through the course of the regular season in the playoffs and just kind of left that decision to be made for the for the offseason
3: no i think it, it it made itself um you know the whole year has been great uh, ever since we arrived there and uh, you know it's been very it's a very different experience than what uh, you know we're used to but uh, i think you know everything has gone as well as we possibly can and i think uh, you know, just being around for, for this year and, and seeing how things are and how things work and, you know, what, uh, you know, they want to accomplish. I think that that, uh, you know, itself kind of, uh, you know, made the decision uh, for me. Uh, you know, we liked it there uh, all along. And, and uh, even though it was, a uh, you know, a crucial decision for me to make to make sure that, you know, it's, it's the best one for for not only myself but for the you know organization i'm going to be with for this long yeah uh, you know i wanted to make it as thorough as, as i possibly could and i think you know alongside with uh, you know doug and uh, mr plattner and, and uh you know everybody exactly like the te- my teammates like everyone i think that uh you know we we made that decision and it's it's the right one for for everyone
0: I think everyone uh, in San Jose agrees with your decision as well. Um, I guess just uh, as a matter of business, um, how is your groin feeling? How is your recovery and rehab going?
3: Oh, it's going great. It's already started. Uh, you know, I'm excited to uh, to to move along here and and looking forward to the next season already. So, you know, I'm 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 back to business here, and uh, you know everything is going as planned. And um, you know, luckily we have some time on our hands here now to, to get everything sorted out, which which I have no doubt it will be. And, uh, you know, I've got great people around me to, to, to fix me up and help me on the way. So, uh, again, I'm just I'm just super excited to uh, to get this journey going here.
0: Were you frustrated during the postseason that you did have to deal with this injury, or were you just trying to put it out of your mind and play the games?
3: No, I mean, uh, you know, I obviously sustained it uh, in, in January. Uh, I tried to rehab it as best as I could to, to get back to the playoffs, which, you know, we accomplished. But I still played every game but one. Uh, which I'm, I'm really pleased about. You know, I still think that, uh, you know, I had a chance to contribute and, and, you know, help our team win games, which it's all about. And uh, You know, so for that, I'm, I'm very grateful. Uh, but again, you know, it's, it sucks that, uh, you know, I, I couldn't, uh, you know, be myself and, uh, you know, be healthy and, and help, out, help our team out even more. But uh, again, that that's the part of the business that you can't control sometimes. So at the end of the day, I think, you uh, you know, I, I'm happy where where I'm at and, and you know, uh, where I'm going. So uh, I don't try and end up
0: uh, in the past too much. I know you talked about earlier today in the conference call that being in San Jose and knowing that, you know, every year this team is going to contend for a cup um, influenced your decision. Are you feeling right now like this team has another deep run in it coming up in, in 2019, 2020?
3: Absolutely. I think that's our goal. That's always going to be our goal. Uh, it's to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, you know, we're going to have that mindset next year. Uh, I, I think we we had a journey this year. I think we went through a lot of stuff that, you know, what uh, we can learn from and that's going to make us better and stronger and grow from it. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, if we put it together, uh, we're going to have a, a great chance to have a great season next year. And, you know, ultimately it's all about, you know, reaching that final goal, which is to win the Cup. And, and, uh, you know, I believe in in, uh, in my teammates and, and the te- entire team and everyone. So, you know, I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm at my best at all times. And, and you know, uh, everybody's going to do the same thing.
0: Well, Eric, it was fantastic watching you in San Jose this year, and I know that myself and many, many, many others are very excited to watch you in San Jose and representing Team Teal, the San Jose Sharks, for a long time. So, again, congratulations on signing this deal. I hope you have a great summer and get all healthy, and I know everybody's looking forward to seeing you back out there in October, but enjoy this day, man. Uh, You've earned it, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you out there at SAP Center soon, all right, man?
3: Oh yeah, I'll be there and I think that out of all of us, uh, I think that, uh, you know, I'm the most excited one about uh, this entire
0: opportunity. Eric Carlson, ladies and gentlemen, the man who has found a new home in San Jose. But we are loaded with star power today. We are now joined by the one and only Pierre Lebrun. Of course, you know him from his work with TSN and now The Athletic. Pierre, how are you doing on this fine afternoon?
4: I'm all right. Yeah, busy start to what should be a busy couple of weeks around the National Hockey League, but uh, the biggest name off the board, I would say.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I guess there's uh, there's not much time off for a gentleman like yourself, is there?
4: <laughs> oh, there's plenty, but it starts July 2nd, and I'm <laughs> off for the summer. But until then, uh, until then, it's funny, when the cup final ends, I got all, all my buddies like, you must be happy it's over. I'm like, just starting <laughs> the next couple of weeks they're uh, are crazy busy uh you know when you're chasing news like is my job but uh as i like to say i'm lucky i don't work for real for a living so it's all good
0: yeah no i i feel you on that one obviously it's it's better to be uh, talking about this than digging ditches but uh let me take you back A couple of weeks when the San Jose Sharks season comes to an end, Eric Carlson puts a tweet out there that myself and many others reacted to as if it was a goodbye of sorts. What was your reaction to that tweet? And I guess, are you surprised that Carlson has signed with the Sharks?
4: Well, that's always a danger in trying to read three lines in a tweet. And we live in a tweet world and I'm not sure how healthy it is that we live in a tweet world, but uh, it, it is what it is, and uh, you're right. I have the same interpretation. To be honest, that even during the playoffs, you know, I spent some time around the Sharks. I, I just always wondered to myself, you know, you know, does Eric and his wife Melinda, do they want to stay in the Bay Area or do they want to go back east? And, and I think, to be honest, that was probably part of their dialogue, uh, you know, internally as well. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you know, I always say this, and it's been so true for the last 20 years you know the San Jose Sharks are like the Bermuda Triangle once someone goes in there they don't come <laughs> out at peace. I mean it's it, it, you know there's something intoxicating about becoming a shark and uh, you know I, I think first and foremost and you know Eric Carlson pointed to this today on the conference call but the ability to, to contend year in and year out is a huge draw for players around the league but of course and, and this shouldn't be forgotten also the ability to live live in an amazing area like the Bay Area and you combine those two things together and it's why a guy like Evander Kane a year ago decided not to go to market and Mm -hmm. stay off board with the Sharks and now of course Eric Carlson so um, you know I I think at the end of the day you know would a place like Tampa Bay have maybe intrigued Eric Carlson probably his good buddy Victor Hedman plays there but you know it would have been pretty difficult for Tampa to swing I think and, and because of the unknown and all that, I think Eric Carlson, at the end of the day, saved himself the ordeal of, of trying to figure all this out when he realized he was in the heck of a spot in San Jose. So, you know, good on uh, Doug Wilson and the Sharks for getting this done because it sent a, a, a real strong statement again to the players in that room about their commitment to winning.
0: Yeah, most definitely. And, uh, you know, the next place that I would go from in terms of, you know, the Sharks now signing Carlson is that they only really saw him at full strength for a very short period of time this year. We know that he did make it back for the playoffs, but he was dealing with a multitude of injuries, most particularly the groin was the one we all focused on and the one that he had the, the surgery on already. But when you saw him at full strength, with this shark squad for the brief period in the middle of the year. What was your reaction to that? Because around here, we, we kind of have the thought of that was about as good as the Sharks have looked or that they did look last year. I mean, to me, when I watched it, it wasn't that they were blowing teams out, but when he was on the ice and playing that way, the Sharks dictated kind of the terms of each game. So what was your thought about that time period and when you saw him at his peak with the Sharks?
4: Well, I mean, not that we ever took it for a but we're lucky those of us, you know, I'm based in Toronto, so I saw plenty of Eric Carlson as an Ottawa senator at his very best. And, um, you know, that's what we saw in January and February with the San Jose Sharks. And uh, when he's healthy and he's doing that, I mean, the aim of the game is to have the puck. And when Eric Carlson's at his best, you're basically almost guaranteed you're going to have the puck most of the time when he's on the ice. And I feel similarly the same way when Brett Burns is on the ice and mm-hmm. playing at his best. So the fact that the Sharks, when Eric Carlson is healthy, can do that with both those players on different shifts, uh, it's pretty, you know, I mean, that's what, that's why this has always been kind of a dreamlike scenario. Again, when he's healthy, you know, unfortunately for Carlson, it's been a struggle that year over the past year. And I thought he looked really good against Colorado. That happened because the series I covered for it and, uh, Starting to see Eric Carlson back, and and I think part of that was that it wasn't a very physical series, if you remember, compared to you know the Vegas one for San Jose or certainly the St. Louis one.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
4: So I think I think that helped Carlson sort of play through those injuries. Colorado was more about speed and skill, and that allowed Eric's you know abilities to to come to the forefront. But you know, he had the surgery, and uh, you know, hopefully, stays healthy. For a number of years now, and again, he's only 29. He's half a year younger than Drew Doughty, and Drew Doughty, of course, also has an eight-year deal beginning this fall. And uh, I just think it's a no-brainer for the Sharks to have done that. I, I see some of the criticisms, and you know the, you know the, the salary and, and the term, but at the end of the day, how do you improve your team if Eric Carlson goes to market if you're San Jose? Right. There is certainly certainly no one in free agency that makes you as good, and on the trade route. You're gonna to have to work really hard to find anyone out there that can play defense. Like, it. probably it's probably not gonna happen. You'll, you'll probably find someone, but it, you won't be as good. So, at the end of the day, the, you know, the Sharks just acquired the best possible asset that they could have gone out and got.
0: Yeah, it's it's very exciting, and because we know the potential that is there. I mean, in in your opinion, when the the Sharks did have Carlson. Did you think they were the best team in the NHL in that mid-season form when they were just, when they when he was healthy and the team was gelling? Or did you always say, let's see where this is because it's still the middle of the season in the regular season?
4: Yeah, absolutely. It's a true cup contender. And I felt from the beginning of the playoffs that the winner of Vegas, San Jose, would go to the Santa Cup final. I turned out to be wrong. It's obviously St. Louis are Cup champions, and deservedly so. But, I mean, I, I just felt that me, the road went through San Jose or Vegas and I think it's going to be the same way again next year. You know, Vegas with Parkstone, and, and that rivalry now between the Knights and the Sharks uh, uh, just whets my appetite for another playoff game right. next year. <laughs> but what's the um, you know, my concern with the Sharks, I'll be honest, is, is I, I don't, you know, I feel like Barton Jones, uh, like Forrest Gump said about a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get. Um, you know, I, I think that That's my concern a bit in goal. is is Are we going to see a more consistent Martin Jones? And certainly at
0: times during the playoffs, we saw the good Martin Jones, right? Yeah. But
4: overall, globally, it was an up and down year for him. And I think, you know, they arguably have the best blue line in the NHL. Uh, They got lost out up front. We'll see what happens with Captain Joe Kowalski, obviously, in the UFA. And the Sharks aren't done. There's going to be more moves here by Doug Wilson to to keep this roster. But, you know, in goal, I think. I think it's paramount for the Sharks to figure out maybe a better, some better protection for Martin Jones. I and Arundel and and you know the Caps going to be limited their abilities a bit there with the money spent, but at the same time, I think they got to make sure that they feel good about their setting.
0: In terms of the inconsistency of Martin Jones, is there anything you attribute that to other than maybe some of the play in in front of him? Because I know the Sharks players themselves were quick to blame their defensive play as opposed to pin anything on Jones, and that's what good teammates do. They would never try and sell it their teammate. But there was, in my opinion, a distinct switch that was flipped halfway through that Vegas series, and suddenly he was more aggressive coming out of the crease. Suddenly he was tracking the puck better. Suddenly he was blocking better. And it was just, it was such a paradigm shift to what we had seen previously, because we all talked about the Vegas series, the early goals that were happening, but that had been a bit of a bugaboo for him throughout the regular season as well. And I, I, you know, I still can't make sense of it. And, you know, at the end of the year, guys will talk about injuries that they were not previously talking about, but we didn't really hear anything from Martin Jones. What was your take on that?
4: Yeah, and certainly you saw that sort of reset in that game, which was a big uh I, I think that if, you know, if the salary cap allows it, I think one of the things we've learned to get this year, if you look at the two teams that ended up in the cup final, Super Ask was, limited to 46 games this year on purpose, by design, by the Boston Bruins, Don Sweeney has talked about the third champ, but here's what Malak was brought in last summer as a three agent to play a bunch of games and to sort of, you know, we're into this era now in pro sports of load management. There's beginning to be a lot of science backing the idea that your starting goal, you shouldn't play more than 55 games for regular season to keep at his peak form come playoff time. And, you know, Rask Proved it, and of course the Blues kind of backed into this. It wasn't (laughs) by design, but Jordan Biddington, you know, uh, really didn't become an NHL goalie until midway through the year. But because of that, he too didn't play more than 55 games this year in the regular season and was fresh for the playoffs. So, you know, you could say what you wanted to hear before. Braden Holby shared the net pretty fairly with uh, Philip Grubauer, and Holby had his best playoff of his career, not Grubauer's Colorado, uh, where this past year he shared the net with, um, Simeon Verlamoff and Grubauer had his best year in the NHL. So I, I think that teams are, are looking at this pretty seriously as to whether this is just a coincidence or a science. But I guess that's what I would say. I don't know if the Sharks can swing it salary cap-wise because of all their other commitments. But I think having someone with Martin Jones that really pushes it for starts would be part of the solution in my mind.
0: Again, we're talking to Pierre Lebrun here on Morning Tide, the official talk show podcast of the San Jose Sharks. In terms of the Sharks and Las Vegas and the Blues as well, all being pretty similar teams in terms of the the ground and pound, the heavy guys, they'll hit you, they'll make it hurt. Is this now a, a model that we're seeing in the NHL, particularly in the Western Conference? And then how does it match up going forward against a team like Colorado, who clearly has an emphasis on all-out speed for the sake of speed?
4: Yeah. Well, I feel like the Sharks are a bit of a hybrid of all that. I mean, I, I think, you know, the Sharks were able to escape with Colorado because they've got a lot of speed and skill, but at the same time, were able to survive a pretty physical series with Vegas, although not quite as much with the Blues, and I think that's because, you know the nagging injury start to pile up for San Jose. Um, I, I think you have to be careful to go all trend. I mean, a couple of years ago, Pittsburgh were back to back the Cup champions with a lineup that wasn't very heavy at all. So uh, you know, I, I think you know, I, I think you just have to find what works for you. And, and, and to me, the teams that have the best chance to succeed are the ones that are that have flexibility in their lineup that can play more than one game, right? That that can go into a series and. Play a physical series, but then turn around and play a speed and skill series. Um, so, as I like to say, yeah, you want some big guys, you want, but ultimately you want big guys with skill. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the epitome of it, and uh, the panel, they set up pretty well that way.
0: What is your reaction that you're hearing from the rest of the NHL now that the Sharks were able to retain Carlson?
4: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, you had some teams that, uh, you know, were kind of raised eyebrows at the salary but you know most of them in the end the final comment was you know obviously I would have done the same thing
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean
4: it, it, it's about keeping your best players and and, and you know Eric Carlson has so much hockey in front of him he's 29 he just turned 29 uh, in May um, the way he skates and as long as he can stay healthy of course I mean he, he, he's got a whole decade in front of him at least last and and it just, again, I, sometimes you got to dumb it down to something that sounds almost silly to say out loud. But at the end of the day, I don't know how the Sharks could have made themselves a better hockey team with him leaving. Like, I, I don't see – I know Doug Wilson's aggressive and makes these great trades, but I don't see anything out there that is able to upgrade what Carlson does within your lineup. And so, to me, it's a no-brainer and, and just a great coup for him to convince uh, you know, Eric, Eric to stay on.
0: I like that Bermuda Triangle terminology you use, Pierre. I might have to steal that, but I promise you, I will, I will attribute it to you. But it's that—that's a good one. I like, uh, I like hearing San Jose referred to that way. But uh, well, listen, man. I know it's a very busy day for you, and I know it continues to always be busy for you. And I will be rooting for you to get some time off once uh, July gets started, man. But really appreciate your time, and hope we can uh, talk again soon. All right.
4: All right. Sounds great. Thanks for having me on.
0: All right, everyone. That is, again, the great Pierre Lebrun. Always fun talking with him. You know him again from his work with TSN and The Athletic. But we've got a lot of other stuff to get into, including the fact that the Sharks announced their 2019 preseason schedule earlier today. Yeah, I know. I can't believe we're already at this point as well. Starting off Tuesday, September 17th, they'll be playing host to Anaheim at SAP Center. That one gets underway at 7.30. Then on the 18th, they'll be in Calgary. That one's at 6.00. On the 21st, it's a Saturday night. They're hosting Vegas at 5, or Saturday afternoon, I should say. Then it's down to Anaheim, 7 o'clock on Tuesday, September 24th. Thursday, September 26th, they're playing host to Calgary at 7.30 a night. And then they close off their preseason in Vegas on Sunday, September 29th at T-Mobile Arena. That one gets underway at 5. Maybe I can sneak onto the plane for that one. I haven't been to Vegas in a long, long time, and I don't have any problems yelling at uh at the Vegas players I digress though uh, but of course the draft is coming up for the San Jose Sharks and for a second I think we should probably look back just on the whole as the San Jose Sharks right now if you're looking at the entire team top seven scorers last year Burns, Hurdle, Couture, Meyer, Pavelski, Kane, and LeBanc. Now, For the last four years Martin Jones has been an absolute stud even though yes there were some issues. In the regular season last year, he is tied for first in playoff wins. He is tied for second in regular season wins. If you take away what happened in the first three games against Las Vegas, he had a 244 goals against average and a 9.08 save percentage. He was awesome after the midway point of the Las Vegas series. I don't think that can be overstated enough. And like you heard Pierre saying that, you know, maybe they have to work on getting him out of more regular season games and giving him more rest time and that it was not by accident that that's what the Bruins were able to do with Tukarask And you look at what inevitably happened with Jordan Bennington. Yes, he came in at about the halfway point, but he was relatively well rested um, compared to other guys in the playoffs. So I think that plays a factor as well. But, you know, the Sharks, if you look at what they've been able to do In the postseason it is remarkable they have not had high picks in the slightest and if you look at what they've been able to do if you take the teams and the number of top three picks the sharks have had they've had none if you look at how many top 10 picks they've had they've had barely any they've had four compared to everybody else you look at winnipeg with nine columbus with 10 edmonton with 10 Florida with 9, Carolina with 8. I mean it just the Sharks have been so good for so long. You look at what Doug Wilson's been able to do with this team, it's it's remarkable. He doesn't get nearly enough credit and of course the Sharks, it is going to be a little bit different this year. They only have 4 picks in the 3rd fifth, sixth, and seventh rounds. The first round pick was traded to Buffalo with Daniel Reagan for Evander Kane back in February 2018. Their second round pick was traded to Detroit for Gustav Nyquist. That was in February of this year. So in the third round, they've got the 91st pick. Fourth pick, 122nd pick. That was conditional, of course. The fifth pick, 153rd overall. Sixth round, 184th overall pick. Seventh round, 215th pick. So again it's it's different this year for the Sharks. it's definitely going to be different that's something that Doug Wilson commented on earlier today on that conference call
2: well I think we're you know we're comfortable where it is because when you go out and acquire players like a, an Eric Carlson or uh, you know a Vander Kane or a Brent burns or, or whatever uh, you know what you're getting for those picks and again the average mm-hmm. pick for us uh, our average first round pick is 27th or 28th uh, and the second and third and uh, uh, successive picks would have been the same thing later in those rounds. So how you use your picks and how you acquire players um, is not solely through the draft. But if we have a chance to add some picks between now and uh, and Friday, we will. Um, if we have a chance to move up and move down or potentially move future year's picks into this year's, we've always explored that. Um, I'll be flying to Vancouver to be with our scouts uh, in the next day or so, and we'll uh, we'll have our strategy for that.
0: And Wilson also talked about his overall look at this year's draft.
2: So what we have going into the draft this year is we have a third, a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. Um, That's what we currently have. Now it's possible that uh, we could add more picks between now and then. Um, But what I will share with you is that every year, regardless if we have a lot of picks or a little pick, a fewer number of picks, um, we always try to add double figures in in players to our reserve list. Uh, We've already added six players this year. Uh, I think with uh, Andrew Shortridge, uh, Jeffrey Vial, Leon Bergman, Tony Sund, and Daniel, uh, you're taken, and uh, Joel Kelman. So what we do is, if we know that we are going to have a little void in picks, our European scouts in particular have done a great job of identifying players to come in and and continue to add to our uh, uh, our reserve list. Yes, we'll pick the best picks that we have, our players available when uh, the draft picks come up this year, but we've also... Uh, shortly after the draft of our development camp and you'll, you'll see a lot of the guys we've drafted in the last year or two coming in that uh, many of them have had really good years and in many cases I think are close to competing or uh, taking a spot on the team next year.
0: And of course the Sharks have had high success with draft picks that were lower in the draft, something Wilson was asked about.
2: I think uh, two things, I think the scouts do an outstanding job identifying those types of players that have the intangibles that can come and, and play and think the game at a high level and have, have great character. And then I think you got to give it to the development side, Roy Sommer and Nabby and Reach and, and their staff, because it's one thing to identify you know a Joe Pavelski, and, and then you, you bring them in and, yeah, you get them in the seventh round. But there's other players out there that you know, we've been able to acquire in later rounds that one either fit with where the game is at, they complement quality of players that we have but they also have that fortitude that they want to be hockey players and uh uh, i think our our scouts have done an outstanding job with our draft position of finding those players and uh, and then the development staff has uh, has polished them up and and brought them to our level and then our coaches are open-minded enough to play them and give them a chance and uh, i think that's the equation that works
0: now, beyond this, you've also got to look at what's coming up for the San Jose Sharks. And we talked about this at our end of the season special earlier. But Ryan Merkley, this guy is first among OHL defensemen in assists, second in points, ninth in goals. Zachary Emmond, he is a perfect regulation record of 24-0 and 1 during the 2018-2019 regular season, including leading the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League in shutouts, goals against average, and save percentages. John Leonard. UMass, he lost in the NCAA Finals to Minnesota. Sasha Shemilevsky, this guy played for Team USA at the 2019 World Junior Championships. Johan Blickfield, he was named WHL Player of the Year. Ivan Chekovich, this guy had 105 points in 53 games in the QMJHL this past year. Noah Greger, he won the WHL Championship with Prince Albert. He was fifth in goals, ninth in points. Now, some of these guys are going to join the Barracuda. Um, You know, that's just how it's going to be. Some of them are going to be still working their way up. But, you know, this just speaks to me that the Sharks have organizational depth. Their ability to find these European uh unrestricted free agents their ability to develop young players like doug wilson alluded to with what they're doing with the scouting the fact that you've got bob bugner coming back that's huge as well and i, I like that line in there about uh, carlson making them uh better well i haven't played that one for you yet. this might have been my favorite line in the entirety of the uh, of the presser
1: i do
2: i think our entire defense will i talked to uh, uh bob bugner this morning when he heard the news he called me and uh... Both he and Peter extremely excited, as they both said. Eric Carlson makes them better coaches. <laughs> so, uh, bringing Bob back, uh, you know, we we don't hold people back from getting opportunities, and we're proud that he went to to be a head coach. But I think he'll even have more knowledge coming back, and uh, the excitement and uh, level of, of knowledge and, and coaching ability he adds to our staff, I think, will be huge.
0: But this just breaks it all down. Good coaching good scouting, good organizational setup, good design. This is why the Sharks have success, whether it is with free agents, whether it is with players they're developing their own, whether it is guys they're getting from Europe, whoever it is, the Sharks have such a strong structure in place that they're able to develop these players to the best of their abilities. And I expect nothing less than what we're going to see coming forward here from the San Jose Sharks. Of course, round one of the NHL draft is coming up on Friday. It starts at 5 o'clock Pacific time on NBC Sports Network. Rounds two through seven are going down Saturday, June 22nd it starts at 10 o'clock our time on NHL Network. Um, tune in, see what the Sharks do. I know I'm excited to see. I know you're excited to see we're all getting into this. And of course, there is also the uh, the Prospects game coming up for the San Jose Sharks. That one, I believe you can get tickets for um, on the Sharks website. So check that out. I know I'm trying to rearrange my schedule to get to that one right now. I am really, really, really looking forward to that to see some of these uh, young players coming forward for the San Jose Sharks. But this wraps it up for another edition of Morning Tide. I know it's not the morning i know it's not the playoffs but there was so much to talk about today we had to get into it i went i went to the sharks top brass i was scott you gotta let me talk about this no one my wife does not want to hear me talk about this to myself all day let me put this to the digital recorder we can get something out there and he just shook his head at me and said ted you're a sick sick man but you know you can put something out there if you want to so i got again I didn't want to just talk to nobody all day about this because I know that so many of you are just as excited about this as I am. So, yeah, here we go, guys. It's all starting up again for 2019. I'm already stoked. Like I said, the preseason schedule's here. I I can't believe it. It's, uh, It's coming up. Not nearly soon enough, but it is coming up. So, until next time, for the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.